But now we'll get into our final talk of the day, which is a Chinese spy base in Cuba. Now, the Wall Street Journal was the publisher who first uh, set this story up, but I cannot read the Wall Street Journal in full because I am not subscribed to them. So I went to the New York Times instead. Uh, (laughs) And so China's setting up a spy base in Cuba. Now, the National Security Council spokesman, a fake job, uh, uh, (laughs) National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said at first when this came out, because it was a while ago, that these reports were not accurate. And you also have the Deputy Foreign Minister of Cuba, Carlos F. DeCosio, writing on Twitter that he said the Chinese spying facilities, uh, the idea that there were Chinese spying facilities on Cuba was a, quote, slanderous slanderous speculation. There we go. So there is a counter argument here. So you can choose who you want to believe. Do Do you believe that there is a spy base on Cuba? Or will you go with the Cuban government and John Kirby in that there is not? I'll leave that up. Because as of now, it's kind of speculation. And and I say kind of speculation because you can't necessarily trust things like this. We saw how our government and how the, the press, the propaganda press, responded to the Chinese balloon that flew over the United States a few months ago. We saw they responded to that. You had the government denying that it existed until it was uh, until it was over Montana, and then they came on and said, "Yeah, yeah, it's there, but it's it's not really a threat." And then it was, "Oh, it's a national security threat, and we need to shoot it down, but we're going to wait till it flies over the entire country to do that." So, with the the China derangement syndrome, the Russia derangement syndrome. It's it's increasingly hard to trust claims, negative claims about Russia and China, especially when they come out of sources like the American, American, British, or European, our uh, news publications. I'll say that it's increasingly hard to trust those. So I will leave open the possibility that this is a nothing burger, but I do want to talk about the principle which is the the primary thing that I'm concerned about here, uh, not necessarily the Chinese of a spy facility, although that is something to be concerned about if it is there, if it is there. But it wouldn't be there if we had our priorities straight. Now, what do I mean by if we had our priorities straight? Well, I mean that this is the problem with America focusing on things that quite literally don't matter to the United States. Like, let's say that there is... A spy base being established that was established by the Chinese in Cuba back in 2019, because that's what the story says that they were doing this since 2019. Okay, what? How could this have gone differently? How could what have we could have what could we have done differently? Oh my goodness, I'm tripping over all my words. What could we have done differently to stop this? Could we have? normalized relations with Cuba so they wouldn't be incentivized to be weaponized against us in this manner? Could we have, I don't know, established trading and diplomatic ties with Cuba? Could we have talked to Cuba about our concerns so that we didn't repeat 
a Cuban Missile Crisis? Because we opened up a direct line of communication with Moscow after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Why is there no direct line of communication with Cuba? Because if we if we had good relations with Cuba, if we were willing to leave the Cuban government alone, even after their revolution and the day we became communists, if we were willing to leave them alone, there wouldn't have been a Cuban Missile Crisis if you focused on Cuba and having good relations with Cuba. But we didn't. This is the Achilles heel of America's interventionist foreign policy. This is the Achilles heel. Or, or, or at least the, the modern slate of interventionism. Because earlier versions of interventionism was us involving ourselves in Latin America. But this here is the Achilles heel of the current uh, slate of policy that we have, the acceptable policy, which is that we need to be involved in Europe, the Middle East, and Asia, and we need to go contain China and go stand up to Russia. The Achilles heel is Cuba. Why, is, why are they the Achilles heel? Because we leave them completely open in the wind. We leave them isolated, which opens the door towards foreign powers inviting themselves in for dinner with the Cubans. And then we have to deal with that. It's And it's unnecessary because we could have just had good relations with Cuba and we could bypass these problems. But let's say that there is a spy base being set up by China in Cuba to monitor communications coming out of the United States. One, it's what we get for meddling in Taiwan all, all day and all night. And I said as much, I've said as much, if the Chinese did half in of what we do in Taiwan, if the Chinese did half as much in Cuba, we'd be ready for war. Cuba's 90 miles off the coast of Florida, Taiwan's 100 miles away from China. I routinely make comparisons between Taiwan and Cuba in their relationship between China and the United States. And now here's China reaching out towards one of the most sensitive places on the map for us, which is Cuba, doing to us not even a fraction of what we do to them with Taiwan, and now it's a major story. Now it's something that we need to be afraid of. Now it's, oh, we have to fight China harder. We can't adjust and make our, our policy better. We can't do smarter things. We can't leave them alone. No, we need to fight China harder so they can double down on Cuba as well. It's the Achilles heel. And this is the problem with America focusing on things that do not matter to the United States and neglecting the things that do. We've been sitting here having no relationship with one of our most consequential neighbors, Cuba, a country that has already invited foreign powers into our hemisphere to antagonize us after we tried to overthrow their government. Which, for those who know their history, you probably, you're probably thinking about exactly what I'm talking about, the Cuban Missile Crisis, which is a crisis instigated by us stationing nukes in Turkey and, again, trying to overthrow the Cuban Missile Government, the Cuban Missile Government, trying to overthrow the Cuban government in the Bay of Pigs incident. The problem with that was not that JFK didn't send in the Air Force, he was too soft. The problem was that you decided to overthrow their government. And then they resorted to the Soviets to counterbalance us to preserve their own sovereignty. Because we didn't leave them alone, and we did not prioritize having good relations with them. That was the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, the article itself even said that Cuba 
Uh, quote, Cuba proximity, I think they meant Cuba's proximity, Cuba proximity has long made it a strategically valuable foothold for U.S. adversaries, perhaps most famously during the Cold War when the Soviet Union attempted to store nuclear missiles on the island nation during the Cuban Missile Crisis, end quote. So even in this article, they acknowledge the importance of Cuba after the fact of the Chinese setting up this spy base. But if it's so important, if it has long been the mo a very strategically important foothold for U.S. adversaries, why have we not been boosting our relations in Cuba? Why have we not been building? We, we always talk when, when our, our agents and our government uh, stooges, when, I, when the president and the secretaries go overseas to uh, strengthen ties with this or that country, strengthen ties with South Korea, with our allies. They, they, they can go overseas to do that, but you couldn't go strengthen some ties with Cuba? You couldn't go build a relationship? You couldn't go do something useful to cover our flanks? Because by leaving Cuba in the wind with no relationship at all, you're just asking for trouble the second something goes wrong. Because now they are incentivized to invite foreign powers in. If you're not going to be there for them, they're going to invite other powers in. It's, it's crazy. Like, again, I want to emphasize how much the Cuban Missile Crisis mattered to us and mattered more to us than Checkpoint fucking Charlie and what the Soviets were doing in Hungary and uh, Turkey. None of that mattered to us. You think Korea, Vietnam, that did not matter. Those did not matter. Cuba was everything. Why? Because Cuba is over here. And what matters over here matters over here, not over there. What matters over there doesn't matter over here. What matters over there only matters over here when we involve ourselves over there. But with the Cuban Missile Crisis, when we tried to overthrow Cuba's government and failed, the Cubans got together with the Soviets, and then the Russians tried to station their intermediate-range nuclear missiles in Cuba, which would have allowed them to hit any city in the United States in minutes, i.e. we would not have had much in the way of response time to deal with that, which is exactly the position we put the Soviets in by pu putting our nukes in Europe and Turkey. We call it a nuclear umbrella. No, it's, it's a nuclear lance. We have a nuclear pike. Forget a lance, it's a pike. It's, it's a really, really long stick with a knife at the end so that you can poke someone long before they can even get within a touching range of you. It's a, it's a nuclear pike aimed at the Soviets. That's what we did, and then the Soviets gave us a taste of our own medicine, and we almost ended the world over that. Because as they were sending in their ships, we blockaded Cuba, threatening to shoot at anything that tried to pass without our permission. We almost killed every person on the planet over Cuba. But it wouldn't have happened if we, one, didn't try to overthrow the Cuban government under the communists, and two, didn't station nuclear weapons in places that they didn't need to be in, like Turkey, like Europe, doing unnecessary extra things around the world, creating problems for ourselves here. And now, and we run around pretending that all these 
other countries are vital to U.S. interests. Oh, Ukraine is so important. Defending Taiwan is vital to U.S. interests. Oh, the United States is a superpower. It has interests all around the world. All around the world except our own neighborhood. Because we, we say all this, we do all these, these weird things around the world. We're going to go build the quad, an alliance between us, India, Japan, and Australia to contain China. We're going to do a submarine deal between us, the UK, and Australia. We're going we're gonna to do all these things around the world. Except for have a good relationship with Cuba. We're going to leave ourselves completely exposed in our, in our own backyard not even having cordial relations with one of our most important nations cuba we've have, we learn nothing from history we learn nothing and we prioritize all these other places around the world that literally do not matter none of these places matter what country or collection of countries on the planet could possibly be more important to the united states than the countries that live right next to us. Who's more important for, for US national security, Taiwan or Mexico? Who is more important for us, Ukraine or Canada? Who's more important, Israel or Cuba? Who is more important, Saudi Arabia or Venezuela? We, we just talked about how Iran is there. The president is taking a, a tour of the Caribbean. He's going to Venezuela, he's heading up Nicaragua, then he's going to Cuba. And we have no, you know what all those countries have in common? We have no solid relationship with any of them. But we're strengthening ties in Europe. We're strengthening ties in East Asia. Because the US has interests over there. But what about our interests over here? Oh, those don't count. Our own neighborhood doesn't count, but we're going to be involved in the rest of the world. It makes no sense. And it leaves us completely wide open to get blindsided by things like this when other countries start to give us a taste of our own medicine and start meddling in our neighborhood. And it really didn't need to be this way. Who is more important? The countries that live next to us or these countries thousands of miles away? Is the Quad more important for the security of America than the nations of the Caribbean? Is NATO really more important to us than Latin America? No, they're not. But we pretend that they are, and that's the problem. We pretend that these places are more important than they are to us. They're important to the people living there, but we don't live there. We don't even live close to there. They're not that important to us. Our neighbors are, and our neighbors always will be more important. We can pretend that they're not, and then we'll just pay the consequences like we seem to be doing right now with this, with this base that the Chinese are setting up in Cuba. None of these places are more important than our neighbors. But because we pretend that they are, we are now facing, we now face having yet another crisis with Cuba. And I'll be the first to say I do not trust the leadership, the current leadership of the United States in the slightest to handle that crisis. The, the leadership of the United States back in the 1960s couldn't be trusted. It was one man, Kennedy. One man kept us from ending it all. Kept us from committing nuclear suicide and taking the entire planet with us.
because everybody was in Kennedy's ear saying, use the nukes, use the nukes, use the nukes, kill him, blow him up, nuke him, nuke him, nuke him, use the nukes, blow him up. Everybody was in his ear saying that. The CIA, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, everybody was in his ear trying to force him to kill the world. Because that's what it, it wouldn't have been just a war between us and Cuba. It wouldn't have been just a war between us and the Soviets. It would have been the end of the world. We would have literally committed nuclear suicide because that's what nuclear war is. Committing suicide, an act of national suicide. We would have committed nuclear suicide were it not for one man, and that was Kennedy. Do we really believe that Biden has the mental fortitude of Kennedy to stand up to literally the entire Washington apparatus telling him to drop the nukes on Cuba? No, I don't I, I don't trust that name for a second. I don't trust him. I don't trust Kamala. I don't trust Blinken's loser ass. I don't trust uh, Lloyd Austin. I don't trust John Kirby. I don't trust any of these people. They cannot be trusted. They are not to be trusted. And honestly, a lot of these presidential candidates aren't to be trusted either. There's Trump. He didn't get us into a war. You can trust him not to push the nuke. No, not to push the red button. The rest of these folks, I don't know. I really don't. Maybe RFK Jr. And So that's two people and that's it. And neither of them are in power. That's great. That's magnificent. We are not prepared for this kind of a crisis right now. We don't have the leadership to handle this kind of a crisis in anything close to a responsible manner. And I'll I'll admit, one of the things I liked with Obama was that he began normalizing relations with Cuba. It just made sense. Why wouldn't you have relations with Cuba? And I believe this was a mistake that Trump made during his administration, shutting that process down and not having a functioning relationship with our neighbor. Canada, Mexico, and Cuba are are the most important countries to the United States because they are our neighbors. Nobody tops those three. It doesn't matter what what the list is, but it doesn't matter what they do. Those are the most important countries to us from a strategic point of view, because they are our neighbors, our closest neighbors. They are infinitely more important than anybody else. So it only made sense to have relations with Cuba, but Trump, he cut it off. And that's, that's a mistake. And I hope he can correct it because Biden isn't. I don't even think he's thinking about Cuba all that much. Nobody was thinking about Cuba until now. So maybe something good might come out of this and that we might open a direct line of communication with Cuba. But I don't know. I don't know. And it's uh, if we're going to put America first, right? If we're going to put America first, then we need to stop neglecting our neighbors. And we need to stop neglecting our relationships with our neighbors. Especially to in favor of playing these games and pursuing grandeur overseas. Defending ta- democracy on Taiwan and freeing Hong Kong means nothing if the Chinese and the Russians have missiles pointed at us that are based in Cuba and Mexico and Canada. That's going to do literally nothing for us. We will achieve nothing by having Western solidarity. If it means that the Mexicans can be weaponized against us in the same way that we've weaponized the Ukrainians against Russia. 
our neighbors must always be our top priority. It is the America First foreign policy. That's why we had the Monroe Doctrine. I say we had because clearly no one was enforcing it at the time. The Chinese just built this spy base and no no one did anything about it. Okay, that that's nice. <clears throat> that's nice. No, no one cared about our neighbors. Uh, no one cares about our neighbors until they become a problem for us. And that's the problem. We should be working with our neighbors. I'm not saying we need to go build a, a high-speed railway for the Cubans or the Nicaraguans and the Venezuelans. I'm saying have a functioning relationship. Have something going on. Have a trade deal, like something, instead of just leaving them, leaving it as an open-ended question as to whether or not they're a friend of the United States. That's a terrible idea. And we paid the consequences. We paid it back in the 1960s, and it looks like we're about to pay it now. I mean, what, what, good, is, what good is defending democracy on these other places if our democracy is jeopardized because we neglected the places on the planet that actually mattered the most to us. It does. It just doesn't make sense. It really isn't. We, and this is my, my the biggest conclusion I have here, we need to get our priorities in order. Our priorities are not Europe. It's not the Middle East. It's not the Indo-Pacific region. Our priorities must remain the United States first and the Americas second. Nothing can come between that. Everything else can come third, fourth, fifth, and second. Uh, 22nd, as far as I'm concerned. But first is America. Second is North America. Third is Latin America. And then everything else can come after. Nothing else matters if our neighbors are not with us. Nothing else matters. And we don't need them to be uh, allies. We just need them to not be hostile. It's really easy. It's really easy. But will we choose to do the easy thing that needs to be done? Who knows? Who knows? As it stands, I'm the only one talking about it. Uh, This, not the the topic matter, but uh, the subject matter, but the idea of us having functioning relationships with our neighbors. I'm really the only one talking about this. You'll you'll get you'll get the leftists saying we shouldn't be interfering in their governments, and I'm right there with them. You'll get the conservatives saying uh, we need to stop the Chinese and the Russians from doing things over there, and I'm like, okay, cool, but are we going to have functioning relationships with our neighbors so that we don't even end up in this situation anymore? Up, uh, up, uh, and that's radio silence. But hopefully, hopefully, something good can come out of this crisis, and that's always the hope. But that, my lovely listeners, is all that I have for you today. Ooh-wee. I do hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast on my geopolitical podcast. The U- the offensive has begun in Ukraine, and we will observe its developments as it goes. But no matter what happens, we will have fun watching it together. I'll be, uh, I've been your host, uh, Hi Sean Wade, and you've been listening to this week in geopolitics. So till we meet again next Monday, servus. This segment was taken from my podcast, This Week in Geopolitics. I have new episodes every Monday, so if you like what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time.
Servus.